The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings right here every Tuesday, 3 o'clock Eastern Time. You'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman. Well, I was doing a little reading over the past week, and I ran across um, a little cocktail event that I thought might be a good idea for folks out there who are listening today about really to how to drive some chatter and some buzz around an event. Um, at the same time, you know, you feel really good about it. This was an event with Slate Magazine, and uh, they just hosted it at the House of Sweden in Georgetown on March 10th, and it's an extension of their Efficient Life Project. Now, I don't know if you've heard about the Efficient Life Project. I really love this idea. They asked readers of Slate to submit proposals um, for helping people use less energy at home, and who isn't trying to use less energy these days? It's kind of a hot thing to do, and this cocktail party event was really an opportunity for people to discuss those ideas in real time and for have all of that published in Slate. So I love the idea that it actually fueled a corporate social responsibility by a magazine and it actually involved people in real time generating great ideas. I mean, so you get creativity for a good cause. I just love that. Um, there were a ton of really great green thought leaders um, at the event. Um, don't know if you, you've probably heard of Daniel Gross. He's the billion, uh, the business columnist for Slate and Newsweek. Uh, uh, David Katz was there. He's a special assistant to the Secretary of the U.S. Department of Energy. Uh, gosh, let's see, who else? Uh, Lisa Hamas, a senior editor and co-founder of Grist. And then Lane Burt, who is the manager of Building Energy Policy for the National Resource Defense Council. So really some heavy hitters there talking about, um, you know, what can we do to save, uh, to save energy where we live? Um, this Efficient Life Project really has been a boom for Slate. Um, according to Slate, they've actually received more than 400 ideas on how people can be frugal and save money in the process. So anyway, um, it, always a good idea, you guys, to look for a way to, to drive engagement around something that is authentic to your organization and that's going to extend the buzz beyond your organization. Slate happens to have its own publication in which to do that. But they also, again, understand the value of bringing people together in real time to rally around the cause. So anyway, I thought there were some good learnings out of that um, that you might take away today. 
So our first profile today is the Coach Queen. There's more than 1.5 million of these ladies out there in their mid-30s staying at home, even though they've got a college degree, uh, with a little more than two kids in the household making more than 115000 for the family. These ladies are interested in the arts. They like to travel, stay at great places, but they really, truly are focused on the family. Everything's about the family, what they buy, where they buy, family events, uh, and of course, they're environmentally concerned. They recycle by products that can be recycled, and they do shop for the best price, and they hit the clearance rack when they can. I think everybody is trying to do that these days. So if you're a marketer, how do you connect with the Coach Queen? Well, friends do influence her. The store environment is crucial. Uh, You'll hear a little bit more about that later on with our guest today. Uh, She also reads a lot of magazines, and what's in those magazines influence her, too. So magazines like, oh, Martha Stewart Living, Met Home, People, Shape, and Parenting. She's online at eBay, Amazon.com, Expedia, iVillage, and Disney. And uh, she's on cable as well. HGTV, TLC, Food Network, Fox News, Disney, and Nickelodeon are all really big with this woman. Well, my guest for this program knows women from inside organizations to the outside of organizations. Julie Gilbert is the founder of Wolf Means Business. Wolf is a sustainable innovation platform. And according to Wolf, they enable organizations to mobilize and leverage global purchasing power and passion of critical customer groups and employees to drive superior, sustainable business, policy, and community outcomes. Sounds awesome, doesn't it? Julie is a force to be reckoned with. I've seen her speak. She's dynamo, and uh, you're going to really love listening to her today. She's got some great advice for you. So stick around. Purse Strings returns in just a moment. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Her strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Ahoy there! Navigate the rough and treacherous waters of the web with a virtual vessel designed to swashbuckle spam and dock at your exact destination. Best of the web, BOTW.org is the Internet's oldest directory since 1994. A rewarding resource to those looking to promote their site. And now, Best of the Web boasts an incomparable local search engine featuring more than 16 million businesses from sea to shining sea. Commitment to quality and unmatched dedication to our users. Best of the Web. Find us now at BOTW.org. Wrong, Melade. That's BOTW.org. Staying ahead of the curve to deliver the best online marketing solutions you need. That's what the JAR Group is all about. The JAR Group offers a full-service suite of marketing and managing solutions custom-tailored for affiliate search and social media. The JAR Group uses their resources and research to help meet and exceed the revenue expectations of each and every client. Find out how the Jar Group can work for you at thejargroup.com. That's thejargroup.com. The Jar Group, online marketing with measurable results. 
Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. AFCON 2010, the trade show that you know where affiliates always attend for free, is making its way to Denver, June 21st through 23rd. Register now at AFFCON2010.com. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Well, welcome back to Purse Strings. Joining me now is Julie Gilbert, founder of Wolf Means Business. Julie, welcome to the program. It's great to be here, Maria. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm thrilled to have you. You know, it, it seems like such a long time ago, but I know it wasn't. I first learned about you when you were actually at Best Buy, and I saw you speaking at a 40 Under 40 event there, um, right here in Minneapolis, where I'm based, and you shared the wolf concept with those of us in the audience at the time, and wolf has gotten a ton of buzz, and, and rightly so. Uh, but for a lot of people out there, they may not have heard of wolf, so can you take a moment to kind of explain the wolf model? Sure. Uh, in its simplest of forms, what, what we are is we're, we go into very large companies from $2 billion in revenue to over 50 to $60 billion in revenue. And what we do is we build innovation uh, platforms, innovation teams, or what we call wolf packs, comprising their employee base from the lowest level employee to the highest in the corporate office, and also um, consumers, uh, literally uh, consumers uh, residing in all parts of the world. And we build innovation teams, or what we call wolf packs, and we teach them how to innovate. And then we actually uh, inspire them basically to uh, create new growth for the company in in all areas, depending on that particular industry. Um, So that's the uh, primary reason for for Wolf is to create growth and to get um, access to the voices that have not typically been heard, um, i.e. different segments of the population, uh, women, um, or uh, just frankly your uh, lowest level f- um, employees to create the growth of the future and, and to do it in a very fast, fast timeline. Well, and I know that you you actually created this when you were at Best Buy, and now you've taken this concept and you're focusing on your own consultancy and doing this now for a lot of different companies very successfully. And as you said, it starts internally, right, with creating um, a mechanism, a process, a program in which you're really um, inspiring women, helping them to learn and grow, and creating really a more female-friendly work environment, which then translates outward to female customers. Can you talk a little bit about more of the specifics of how that works and how it translates into a more, I guess, a more female-friendly customer environment? Absolutely. So, um, actually, the, we're actually using the Wolf model for both male and females in, in these companies. So uh, anything from Hispanic males to, you know, the uh, teen market uh, males. But our expertise and, and where we created it, obviously where I created it was at Best Buy because their specific need was their, their business was dramatically changing um, kind of right before their eyes to focus where they really needed to understand the female segment. And so I deployed Wolf and really built it to transform the company to serve women consumers 
consumers and also employees um, in a you know very you know sort of disciplined um, but yet very innovative process. So what we do is, and, and the results of that there and also in the uh, clients that we now have, um, we're very quick to materialize. And the reason for that is we, as I described before, we're actually um, pulling together the voices of women, um, both employees inside the company, partnering them with the executive team, and also um, literally a huge movement we've built over the years of 40,000 uh, women um, outside the company located in all 50 U.S. states and also 40 countries that have been involved with us and growing very fast, where we mobilize those teams, and they work from a, a timeline of three months long to over two years long, uh, literally creating new service offerings, new products, new marketing, new websites, uh, whatever it is that the company really needs to transform. And what happens as a result of them doing that is they're interviewing, um, in the very nature of the work, all of their friends and their friends' friends and their friends' friends. <laughs> and so you're literally rebranding the company and dramatically changing the um, you know, the purchasing decisions of all of these women, which is how we were able to achieve uh, four, over $4.4 billion increase in revenue at Best Buy, all female revenue in less than five years, in addition to really moving the culture and increasing the number of women working at the company by over 18% and uh, decreasing turnover of women for the first time in the history of, you know, in that particular case, a 40-year-old company, um, which saved the company significant amounts, millions of dollars year over year, because frankly, the women inside the company were thrilled about their opportunities, um, excited to be heard, and also, uh, you know, really looking forward to the fact that they were integrately involved in the strategy of the company on a day-to-day basis and adding tremendous value. Well, and clearly Best Buy was a pioneer when it comes to the model, clearly. And I think a lot of companies have kind of started figuring it out. Clearly, your your work that you do at Wolf Means Business is all about this and sharing sharing this model with other companies. But do you feel like companies really are getting it in general that women are the majority at many of their organizations and if they don't do something different they're not going to retain them and they're not going to be able to actually recruit the best do you do you feel like companies are getting it or do you feel like a lot of them are still in denial about this I can tell you the smart ones are getting it, and uh, the paradox of all of that is rightfully so. Most every single company that uh, you would look up on any Fortune 1000 list was started to serve the market at the time when they were created, i.e., the the male market. And therefore, um, the tops of all of these companies are predominantly male. And so the paradox for us and the unique opportunity for Wolf Means Business is that we're the only model, um, according to uh, a very prestigious um, MBA school that did a benchmarking study on Wolf, we're the only model that exists in the world that actually uh, goes after reinvention and actually growth directly by engaging literally customers and employees and, and gets the kind of results and the speed at which we do it. So the beautiful thing for us is since I left uh, Best Buy over a year ago to start Wolf Means Business, and it's grown very, very fast. Um, we now have uh, over five industries that we're working with clients in, you know, with clients ranging from uh, $2 billion to over $50 billion in revenues. And all of those companies have come directly to us and said, we need your help. Uh, we recognize the numbers um, of what's happening in our business. We understand women dominate the spend in our industry and every other. But we're a company built by guys for guys. And we, we really don't know, genuinely don't know how to do this. And so please, please help us. 
And so the great thing is the smart companies, the smart CEOs um, are not only acknowledging this uh, sea change for the, for the first time in the history, frankly, of the world, that the customer is a different customer than what the companies were set up to, to serve, and that they don't have the voices at the top of the company to actually help them do that. Uh, so we're thrilled about that, that type of opportunity and and the privilege, frankly, to work with the clients that we're working with. Uh, and all of them have come to us. We have not uh, reached out to them. So it's been a really, a, really a thrilling experience, especially in these economic times. And I think, again, the smart companies are saying we have to grow and we can't continue to try to grow the same way we've been doing it in the past, which is more of a tops-down you know, kind of hierarchy-based model, and Wolf is the antithesis of that in that it is a bottoms-up and outside-in uh, with your customer's growth model. So it's uh, it's changing the paradigm of how you grow. Well, and congratulations on your astronomical growth, Julie. Clearly, I mean, there's there's tons of value for companies and for their employees and what your what Wolf Means Business is doing just in your day-to-day work. And, um, you know, I do think the economy probably has been the great instigator in all of this because companies are having to get smarter about how am I, how am I going to grow my category? How am I going to grow my business? And there, people aren't spending any more. So I've got to get, I've got to get wider. I've got to get deeper. Um, so I think, I think it's perfect time actually for Wolf Means Business to really take off because the economic conditions are the stimulus for change oftentimes. Um, do you feel like that, especially with the companies that you consult with, that if they get the female employee part of this, or into your point, it's more than females, but since it's purse strings, I'm focused on the women inside an organization. Do you feel like that there's a natural um, upside with the female consumer that they actually go hand in hand? They naturally do it. You can't force it um, so that if you get the, the employee part right, that it's going to have that trickle effect outside, or do you feel like companies really have to make a conscious effort to, to do both, to, to fix what's going on inside their organization and really focus at the things that are going to resonate with their, with their consumer? Uh, well, the first, uh, th- there's a lot in, in your question, so I'll, I'll break it down into uh, the parts and pieces. The, the first thing is, um, unfortunately, many companies have tried to go at this from a very linear approach, um, much more of a, you know, sort of the guys getting in a room and brainstorming, what do we think women want? <laughs> and attempting to go at it by putting more women in ads and creating, you know, affinity groups or employee network groups inside the company um, and trying to check the box. And, and that's been going on for years. The problem with that is, and that's, you know, their attempt to fix, i.e. fix the employee part of it. The problem with, with just doing that is is that doesn't fix anything. Uh, it, it lets you report something on your corporate responsibility uh, report that is included in your annual report, but it doesn't do anything to change the culture. And until you change the culture um, of the company and really create an environment where all voices are heard, and the best way I know how to do that is uh, through the work that we do. Um, you're not going to find anything changing. You're not going to find anything changing externally either. And so what I can tell you from my learnings to get right at your question is when I first started Wolf um, at Best Buy, I started by focusing 100% in the very early days on the employees internally and starting to launch innovation teams, what we call Wolf Packs, uh, throughout the entire U.S. Um, U.S. and 
connecting those directly into the corporate office um, heads. And it, and it got us to a certain point. But within a year of creating Wolf, it was clear to me that if we're really going to make this change happen and have it be sustainable, there's a huge voice that you're missing. And that voice is crucial because they are your consumer. But the other part of that is they, they provide the trajectory and the fire to act and the influence with the senior leadership team to actually make the transformation become real and authentic and sustainable. And so I frankly don't believe that you can change anything just by focusing on the employees. I think you have to have a combination of what I call bottoms up, um, which are employees, and outside in, which are consumers, working in tandem in partnership with your senior most team if you're going to have any growth impact um, or any social change happen uh, in your communities to elevate your uh, brand perception. So I think it, my personal point of view is you have to have both. Yeah, well, thank you for making my very complex question so much more articulate with your great response. It was um, a great, it was a great question. I just my simple mind has to break it down. Oh, listen. Well, I, I I sometimes take the long way around the question to begin with, but you know what I'm curious about for people who are listening today who may be in an organization where they say, you know, this is not happening here. You know, this is definitely a traditional organization. We're slow to change. Is there anything that women in the workplace can do to start changing their own workplace, even um, if they're not at the most senior levels? Absolutely. So the number one uh, thing that I think has gone wrong with this uh, attempt of change, and frankly, the data didn't exist um, you know, if you go back more than seven years ago, the data wasn't there because women didn't have the power then in terms of the what I would call your purse strings, um, is the first thing I would recommend, regardless of what level you are in the organization and regardless of whether you're a woman or a man, is get the data. Go out and do an Internet search. Look at your industry. Find out what the trends are around women's purchasing in your particular industry. Break down your business units. Figure out what women are spending. And then go back internally and see if you can start to partner with the appropriate group, whether if you're a consumer products company, go back and try to partner with your marketing team to figure out who are your your um, your primary buyers, um, how many of, of your total revenue, how much of your total revenue is actually truly comprised of women's spend power versus men. Um, all of these, these things, I will guarantee you, has not been done um, at all. I can tell you when I first started Wolf at Best Buy, I partnered with our marketing team there and um, ask them to what I call bifurcate the total revenue. So total revenue of the company at the time I started Wolf was $30 billion. And I said, can, you go, can we go back and actually break that down by credit card transaction in terms of how much of that $30 billion is actually coming directly from a woman walking in and using her credit card versus a man walking in? And it took a lot of work because it hadn't been done before, but the insights that we were able to gather from that, um, number one, we found out that out of the $30 billion, $10 billion was actually being spent by women directly with their credit card. We got, to, we got to see a baseline, and then once you get that, you can start to break down what's your brand perception, um, so actually have your third-party Whoever does your brand perception work, which every large company has a third party that does that, partner with them through marketing to say, can you start to ask and report your data based on a gender basis? So how much, what do men think of this company and then what do women think? Get a baseline and then start tracking that relentlessly. From an internal standpoint, um, work partner with HR and try to get data around where are the women in your company? Uh, where are they positioned? How many of them are there? What's the turnover rates? All of that has a direct connection to the, the P&L. And the biggest th- 
thing that I think has gone wrong in, you know, affinity groups or ERGs, employee resource groups, or anything like that that companies have set up for women or Hispanic or Asian or whatever the group might be, is they have no direct correlation or connection or, frankly, political credibility directly to driving business in the company. Um, They're a group that's off to the side, typically in HR. And what I advocate and what Wolf is all about is, no, their voices are crucial to actually reinventing and creating growth, but you've got to start with a business plan if you're going to have significant influence in the company and be able to get people's attention and start driving uh, the kind of growth that, you know, frankly, your company needs. So it's all about the numbers, and the biggest thing they can do is start gathering numbers, and there's power in numbers, and there's influence in numbers. So, um, I mean, that literally all the stuff I took talked about, some of it would take a matter of a half an hour, and some of it's going to take a little bit longer, but... What I think the uh, people in, inside the company, the women inside the company would, would feel is it's actually a great way to harness incredible energy of the internal employee base of women and start to get them to realize that they have the power to make change happen, and it's directly connected to money. Mm-hmm. And money talks, and money makes things happen inside organizations. So uh, that's my biggest piece of advice. Yeah, executives definitely follow the money trail, and uh, that it speaks volumes for sure. Uh, when we come back, though, we are gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about companies that you feel are doing really good jobs at at meeting their female customers' needs. Julie, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. So, everyone, stick around. More purse strings is coming your way in just a moment. Okay, time for something we can all relate to: shopping. Purse strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. What is this? Why is my website not ranking higher? Sounds like you could use a link building report from SEOfox.com. What's that? You can't rank without good backlinks. And SEOfox.com's link building report lets you enter domains and compare their backlinks. It gives a detailed report that shows you why each domain ranks where it does, and it reduces the time it takes to find more links. With SEOfox.com's link building report, you can find more links, use their search marketing services to find more links, or better yet, they could even build your own backlinks. So you think you're pretty sly with that SEO Fox link building report. <laughs> sly like a fox. Get your link building report today at seofox.com. That's seofox.com. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Anyway, I ask. That's right, ma'am. Anyway, you ask. Let me get this straight. If I wanted your CEO to deliver my check while juggling flaming machetes on the back of an Asian elephant, all I have to do is ask? Correct. With in-demand affiliates, you can tell us exactly how you want your payouts, and we will deliver. God, uh, could you hold on for a second? Someone's at the door. (coughs) Wow, you aren't kidding. We are in demand. You can be too. Sign up today at the letter ndemandaffiliates.com. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. 
And we're back. Joining me today is Julie Gilbert, founder of Wolf Means Business. And we've been spending our time talking today about how um, people within organizations can really drive change through uh, getting the data that they need to show that there is a connection between uh, the consumer, how they buy, um, and also engaging women within organizations and bringing the two together to work um, top, bottom up and, in, and inside out um, to try to achieve great business success. And Julie, you know, we all know here on Purse Strings that the in-store experience and customer service are top issues for women. It's the reason women continue to purchase at places over and over again. And there's other things too that come into play there. But you know, you, you talk to a lot of companies. You do a lot of research on companies. What companies do you feel are doing a particularly good job at meeting their female customers' needs right now? Well, one that I would call out that I think has, has done a tremendous job in the last few years, and they were actually a pioneer um, in the space of um, making a business case for the fact that women, more than men, will use their purse to uh, buy from from companies that they see are doing something from a social responsibility standpoint. So um, the company I would call out is Dove, um, both in their chocolates and also um, in, uh, you know, when you start to look at their their lotion line, uh, they have done a phenomenal job. And the pivotal uh, campaign that they ran was to use real women uh, consumers and actually do a mock-up of, you know, how jaded, I think, we all feel as women the uh, the visual demands of, you know, women have to be a certain uh, size and their face has to look a certain way and they have to wear certain makeup and they have to, and they did that very powerful uh, video of the transformation of a woman and how she is um, taken, a, a beautiful woman, frankly, and how they go in and actually start to uh, change her looks to try to fit what they think society should um, should love. And, and that garnered a tremendous emotional appeal from women. Um, I know it, it impacted me very powerfully, and I will tell you every single time I go in to buy any kind of, you know, that type of product, whether it be, you know, soap or, uh, you know, shower gel or any of that, I automatically grab the Dove. I don't even look at anything else because I don't even care. And, frankly, even if it were a, a not as great of a product as another one sitting on the shelf, I'd buy it anyway. Um, and so I think they figured that out, and I, I, they continue to do really great things with their brand as a result of that and, and make, you know, tremendous magic happen. Obviously, another one, which uh, they've been on this journey since in the existence, it, two companies would be Mary Kay uh, Cosmetics and also Avon. And they just, they just get women, and they get women because they have women in senior positions at the top of those companies um, actually building the new product set, and, and they're engaging women as employees, you know, literally throughout the world as salespeople, and they're empowering them, you know, with financial outcomes so that they can benefit their families, but they can also um, make a living and, and also, you know, contribute towards a huge company called, you know, Avon or Mary Kay. So those are the companies I would certainly put at the top of my list as having done tremendous work in the space of women and really understanding them. But the key is they have women at the top of their company. Uh, And most every corporation, as I mentioned at the start of this, the paradox of where we're at today is they're primarily built with, uh, you know, guys at the top and primarily white guys at the top. And they're all great guys, but they, they do not know how a woman thinks. And women think very, very differently than men. And therefore, the only way you're going to get those insights is if you create an environment where women truly feel like they can say 
what they really feel as opposed to shaping or morphing what comes out of their mouths to fit the culture that exists, which is inherently male. And therein lies the, the paradox, but therein lies also the massive opportunity for these companies. Well, and internally, you've called out a few things, having women at the top of the company, engaging them, really getting their insights and utilizing those insights. But from an external standpoint, what are the three things that you think companies must get right or they're going to end up turning off their female customers? There's, there has to be some some just basic things, rules of thumb that companies just, just have to get right or they're going to fail. Well, I mean, I think uh, the three things that would be, you know, pretty high on the list is if a company goes after this space and they do it in the traditional sense and they and they use either, frankly, a marketing firm that's also headed up by all men or they use their own employees that are primarily all men with maybe one or two women in the mix that where the women in the mix, frankly, don't even feel like they can say what they really feel for fear of being, you know, criticized or critiqued or called out, uh, they're not going to be successful. Frankly, it's just not going to happen. And many companies have tried that, and we could go through the laundry list of, you know, companies that have made a mess of things or certainly created a lot of unnecessarily negative headlines uh, for doing that. And so I think the key to that is if you're going to go after the space, you better do it authentically. And it better be headed right from the CEO's office um, with authenticity um, of literally making the call out to say, hey, uh, we need to change, and here's some things that we need to do to, to you know, make sure that that change happens. Um, so what doesn't look good is when you just start, you know, what we call women washing everything and putting, you know, changing the marketing, changing your website to add women, um, changing your product line to include pink, uh, all those, you know, ridiculous things that all companies have, or many companies, I should say, have attempted to do, it's not going to work. So number one, don't women wash. Number two, uh, don't attempt to do this without changing, truly changing the culture of your company internally. Because you can't go out and, and, for example, you can't go out and start getting customers to innovate for you and then leave your employee base standing. Uh, It'll work for a period of time, but very quickly it's going to come crashing down because it's not authentic. So that's the second thing. You've got to be willing to to engage internally and externally um, and make the investment to really, truly go after this space. And the third thing that you really need to do is you've got to look at your uh, internal, you've got to basically get on the scale and see how much you weigh, even though it may not be pretty, and you've got to look at the internal makeup of your organization. And at the senior most levels of the company, if you don't have significant amounts of women and diversity, you're not going to make it. Um, you're just not. So sometimes people say, oh, we have X percentage of women. And when I say, okay, well, where are they? And we start mapping them out. If they're not driving business, then you're not going to get there. If they're in support functions, and that's how you're checking the box. And the reason for that is when you get into the strategic discussions and you're starting to um, every year parcel out the budget for what gets funded and what doesn't, I guarantee you any of the ideas that do surface to the top that happen to be great growth opportunities for the female space are going to automatically, and I would say unintentionally, get deprioritized. They just will. And I've got plenty of examples of where that's happened and and the impact to the company, not only short-term but long-term. So you've got to be real. And you can't try to fake it. Um, it's not going to help you. In fact, it's going to hurt you. And in this day and age, uh, it's not even so much discrimination lawsuits that you need to be worried about. It's the PR and what you know is going to show up on the front page of the paper when you release a product and you're embarrassed because you missed a step that could have benefited you. 
Oh, yeah. And we've seen tons of case studies, haven't we, uh, very recently we about companies that have. really have stepped in it. And, you know, women, they do not wait a minute before lashing back and they'll tell everybody about it. And before you know it, it's on every social network. And, yeah, your reputation gets ruined in a matter of seconds. So you, you have to get it right. There is no margin of error anymore. Um, Julie, folks can reach you through your website, I suppose, wolfmeansbusiness.com. Is that the best way? Absolutely. So www.wolfmeansbusiness.com. You can also certainly send me an email at julie at wolfmeansbusiness.com. And if you happen to be a a female listener and you just want to get involved, we have over 40,000 women um, uh, and supportive men across the U.S. and globally in 40 countries that are partnering with us every single day, um, joining our innovation teams and and obviously getting compensated for their ideas and their work. And uh, we'd love to have them. So would encourage them to they can go to the same website and and get more information and get involved wonderful julie thanks so much great great words of wisdom great tips for people uh, and and good uh good early warning for people who may want to get into this space don't do it until you can do it right and you get your crap together on the inside, right? Otherwise, you're going to end up with crap on the outside when it comes to trying to to meet your female consumers needs julie thanks so much again Thank you. It's been a privilege, and uh, I wish you all the best with purse strings. I'll be continuing to listen uh, as I have been uh, thus far. Oh, thanks so much, Julie. And thanks to George, my producer, for another great show. And join me next week for another edition of Purse Strings right here, Tuesday, 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. <laughs>